Hey, hey everyone, it's Winifred. I'm not going to hold you too long because I really want you to get to this episode. So much fun. Relationship coach, okay? Certified. Certified. (laughs) Relationship coach. Um, And he has his own podcast. He has books. He's just such an awesome being. He has a great voice and he hosts a heck of a room in the Clubhouse app. If you are on Clubhouse, check me out too. My name on there is Winifred Summer and I will definitely have our special guest contact information so you can link up with him and listen and learn and love. Get your groove back (laughs) if you lost it. Um, But anyway, here comes the episode all about the drip, the juice, the sauce. Hey, enjoy. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome, welcome. Another episode of W-I-N-I-F-R-E-D. As always, I am excited to do an interview. And today I have somebody that does a lot of very interesting things. Mr. Lewis Morris, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. How are you doing, Winifred? Everything all right? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. And how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice outside. I might go shoot some pool later. Mm, I always sucked at pool. Um, I'm not good at it either, but I just enjoy it. <laughs> okay cool cool yeah, yeah it has yeah it has nothing you know it has nothing to do with that <laughs> yeah. I like the atmosphere of a pool hall I feel like there's always some interesting characters there um being the writer that I am I'm always kind of like taking bits and pieces of people that I see and putting them in stories in the pool hall man you'll see some uh <laughs> some interesting people working there and just there having a good old time so um it's been a while since I played pool, but but anyway, let's get right to it. So how do you introduce yourself to people? Because you do a couple different things. You have some different things going on. So if you were to walk into a networking event and somebody passes you the mic, you would say, hi, my name is Lewis Morris and I am a... I am a relationship coach. I'm the relationship rescuer for couples. And the Get Your Groove Back facilitated for singles, my goal and desire is to be the relationship less brown. Mm. That's the goal. Mm. Yeah. Is that concise enough for you? Yeah. That that is the goal. Yes. (laughs) That's heavy. And I, I love that. Um, so for those of my listeners, because I have some listeners that are really young um, who may not know who Les Brown is. So can you kind of explain why you selected Les Brown? Okay, Les Brown, first of all, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. If you know, it's, it's the ghetto, right? Uh, and ghetto just means where, you know, a place where poor people live. They, you know, it's not black or white. You know, I have white people there, Puerto Rican people. But I was, that's the ghetto. Newark, New Jersey is the ghetto. So this is where I was born and raised. So most of the examples that I saw was like, you know, drug dealers, pimps, you know, robbery guys, you know, those were the people that, you know, that I looked up to in the neighborhood, you know? So, but every, like every Saturday, Les Brown would come on PBS and he was a black guy with a beard, you know, like, you know, you know, mine started coming in when I was like 15. 
So he was a black guy with a beard and he would be on these stages and he would uh, be telling these stories about, you know, how he wanted to, uh, you know, buy his mom a house and how he wanted to help people motivate themselves and stuff like this. And I would watch him, you know, every Saturday, you know, and, you know, I was really impressed by, you know, his presence and the way he uh, presented himself to people and, you know, way the audience was hanging on his every word, you know, but he's a, he's a motivational speaker. He's an inspirational guy. My thing is relationships, you know, because people, you know, been asking me about that stuff since I was 13. That's, you know, that's my mantra. You know, I want to be the relationship Les Brown. You know, I want to be that guy. You know, I'm on the stage, you know, and I'm talking to couples and singles and telling them how to get tight, you know, in the relationship arena and like that. So that's why, uh, and if you go to, you know, Les Brown, he's older, but you can find, all you got to do is Google Les Brown. You'll see all kind of talks and books and, you know, he's just, and he's still working, you know, it's just that, you know, he's not, you know, he's my age or a little bit older than me. Thank you. Thank you for breaking that down. Um, it's funny because uh, he was recently on The Breakfast Club for anybody who listens to them or watches them. I watch them on YouTube sometimes. Um, yeah, and I, I had, when I saw the face, I was like, that guy looks kind of familiar. <laughs> <laughs> the name was like, ah, I feel like I should know who yeah. he is. And when he began to speak, um, and kind of talk about, you know, some of history. I was like, okay, I mm -hmm. definitely know who that is. Um, so, okay, well, thank you. So while you were speaking and hopefully I didn't get this wrong. Did you say people were coming to you about relationships at 13? Yep. So how? Listen, listen, it's a gift. God has given me a gift. I didn't know it then, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, at some, at some point in my life, I had to accept it, you know what I'm saying? Because at 13, you know, mainly at 13, it was just like peers, people that were around my age, maybe a couple of years older, you know, 15, 16, you know, but they would ask me, you know, simple questions like, you know, my boyfriend doesn't spend enough time with me, you know, how can I get him to spend more time with me, you know, and guys would be like, look, I like this girl, you know, what can I say to her to make me, make her like me, stuff like that, you know, little, you know, little simple things like that, and I would answer you know, look, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you try to wear this? Why don't you wear that? Fix your hair like this, fix your hair like that. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it wouldn't, you know, because, you know, I didn't have any training. I was just going off of instinct, you know, intuition and the God-given gift, you know? So sometimes it worked, it was hit and miss. But then as I got older, older people started coming to me. You know what I'm saying? Older women and older men. Look, you know, my wife, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I don't know what to do with her, you know? This, what should I say to her like this? Well, why don't you just try this? You know what I'm saying? What did you used to do? You know what I'm saying? Did you, where did you used to take her? And, and, <laughs> and it became a thing, you know? So, you know, so I said, well, this is uh, like an obvious choice. You know, so I have to be like a relationship coach because I've been doing it since I was 13 years old. Now all I have to do is get the training. You know, I have to get the, you know, the technical skills in order to benefit people in a more uh, in a more professional way, you know. But yeah, yeah, thirteen. Fascinating. So, what I got from all of that is that you 
sir. I've had the juice since the age of 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the juice, yeah. Well, let's see, listen, 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 Winifred, you just said that your audience is, a lot of the people that are listening to, they're not gonna, they're not gonna know where that statement comes from. <laughs> they're not. Got the juice? Well, I feel like that term, or that has been reinvented. Okay, so, all right, all right, so you just, all right, you just, you, you're just using it in a colloquial sense. You're not, you're not referring to the actual film that it came from. I mean, I'm a big fan of the film. Um, yeah, yeah that's Tupac. Movie. Yeah, that's Tupac. Omar Epps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and a lot of songs now I hear, you got the juice, you got the sauce. Um, mm. uh, there's another one too. There's so many, but, but yes, so... <laughs> I love this. So, all right, relationships. So we're going to, okay, I, I, let me stick to the script. Let me stick to the script. We'll get into other questions later. So growing up, were you around a lot of healthy relationships, unhealthy relationships? Like, I'm just curious as to what you saw that kind of made you somewhat of like an expert or knowledgeable. Okay, well, my, my mother and father was uh, relationship was not very healthy. But there were other married couples in the relationship in the uh, neighborhood whose relationships were. So I was always observing people in relationships because, you know, I was fascinated by it and people would ask me about them. So, you know, it just became a thing like, you know, this is part of what I do. You know, I watch couples, I pay attention. You know, so there were other, you know, I mentioned I mentioned them a few of them in a post last week that I put on Instagram, you know, the Browns, the Johnsons, and I remember it was it's the third one that I mentioned. But they were they were couples, they had problems, but they were good. You would see them out in public, they were affectionate and you know, and talkative and you know, and supportive with one another. And you you didn't hear a lot of drama coming from their house. You know what I'm saying? Of course they were arguing stuff like that, but it wasn't like, you know, a bunch of drama coming from the house and stuff like that. They were, you know, they were, they really loved each other and they were working on their relationship, you know, and they weren't broken home. This is a stigma that we that we get a lot of times because of media that, you know, black people, most of black people come from broken homes. And this is not true. You know, this is far from the truth. You know, most of the people that uh that I grew up around, their mother and father was present. It was a minority of people whose father wasn't there, or, you know, their mother wasn't there or something like that. The majority of people that I grew up around that were my peers, their mother and father were present, you know, so it's a stigma. But yeah, I saw plenty of healthy relationships in the neighborhood, you know, because, you know, like I said, it's just a stigma that, uh, people in the ghetto, you know, uh, mothers and fathers don't get along, you know, there's baby mama drama and all this stuff here. It's just, you know, it's television and movies. It's not the reality, you know, because uh, you, if you travel around the country, you see lots of, lots and lots of African-American people and Latino people. They're together, you know, they struggle, you know, they're struggling a little bit because that's, part of what relationships are, you have to, you know what I'm saying, you have to go through some things, but it doesn't mean that they're not happy with one another and that they're not working things out. 
so yeah, I saw a lot of uh, really good relationships where I came from. Okay, all right, all right. Um, you made a lot of great points, and it's interesting because uh, growing up myself, uh, my parents married, um, you know, 40 years, all that good stuff. My father recently passed, um, but but yeah. And a lot of the kids that I knew, I wanna say the majority of the kids that I knew growing up, um, they were, you know, in a two-parent household. So, but then I know people like, for example, um, one of my friends, she was telling me she thought it was the norm to have the mother and father in separate places because she didn't know anyone or grow up around anyone um, who had both mother and father in the same home. So it's really interesting. And we're gonna get a little bit into that uh, a little later on. So you are a certified relationship coach, stamped, stamped, and stamped. What is the process? Cause I'm, I'm curious, uh, like what the curriculum is like, like what, what do they ask you? Like, is it an exam? I'm let the people know. You have to study. It's just like it's just like any other uh any other profession, except for you, you're not getting a degree. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to become a lawyer, you know what I'm saying? Because those things take more time. If you want to become a doctor or a lawyer, uh, you have to study. 10 years, 15 years, stuff like that. Relationship coaching doesn't take that long. You know, if you want to become a relationship coach, they have some that are a year, they have some that are six months, they have some that you can complete in three months, depending on how much time you put in on the curriculum, you know. And then at the end of your studies, you know, you take a test, they give you an exam. If you pass the exam, you get your certification. You know, so this is, you know, this was the process that I that I went through, you know what I'm saying? And it, again, it's not a necessity that you be certified, but it's better that you be certified so that you can, uh, so that you can let the people know that you've gone through some training in order to help them, you know? So that's the process. You just, it's just like going to school. You study, you know, they, 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 teach you how to take questions. They give you modules. Most of it is like video stuff. You can actually go to the school now, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you can do it online as well. Most of it is modules where you study and they tell you how to ask certain questions and how to read between the lines and, you know what I'm saying? How to get people to open up and, you know, it's just, and then at the end of it, you take an exam, you pass, you get your certification. So yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Okay, great. Because what I was thinking of is that, you know, every relationship is different. So that's why I was like, well, how do they teach you? But now it makes sense when you were saying, you know, they teach you how to read between the lines. They teach you how to open up, get information out of people. Um, so now I can kind of see, whereas before I was just like, well, how are they going to teach you how to deal with everybody's relationship? But it's not necessarily about that. I guess it's more so the communication um of each person and kind of like having a general understanding um i guess of people maybe human nature um and how that ties into relationships and lifestyle uh so very very fascinating stuff huh okay well 
there's a lot of people in these streets, right? <laughs> okay, I don't know what's coming, but let me get ready. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> there are a lot of people in these streets telling people what they should be doing and should not be doing in their relationship. And those people, those people who are standing you know, as, as the experts and, you know, with whatever, whatever training they may have had, but they themselves are not in a relationship at all. And not even just that they've had horrible, I had to make the extra sound horrible, horrible relationships. Um, And it's just kind of like, huh, but I've heard people say that sometimes those are the best people to listen to because they understand, I guess, firsthand the things that can make a relationship fail. Um, and also they can kind of speak to, I guess, the different side of things. Whereas some people say, well, you need to get a coach who has what you want because they're going to know how to get it and how to maintain it. Um, how do you feel about that? Like if you were going to, of course you wouldn't, but, or maybe you would, if you were going to a relationship coach and they themselves have had like five failed marriages and everybody hates them, would you be like, Hmm, maybe I shouldn't listen to this person or is it not even about that? I got my popcorn. Let's go. Okay. Listen, listen, that is, that's subjective. It depends on what the person that's seeking the coaching is comfortable with. Now, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you a basketball analogy. All right, so I don't know if your audience knows about the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, you know, Phil Jackson, like this. If you don't, then, you know, Google them, it's easy. So Phil, Phil was a basketball player before he became a coach, but he was not good. He was not good at all. He was not a good basketball player. However, he became a great coach because he knew about the game. He knew about the game. He didn't didn't know about playing the game at a high level because he didn't play the game at a high level, but he knew about the game. So if a coach... I'm talking about a relationship coach now, I'm transitioning, knows about the game and they can articulate to the potential client what they are going to do for them to change their relationship game and make it better. And that resonates with the person who's seeking the help. No problem. It's all on the individual. It's up to the individual as to whether what that person is saying resonates with them. Because Michael Jordan knew that Phil Jackson wasn't a great player. He did his homework, but he he also understood once he started to listen to Phil as far as his knowledge of the game and his uh, direction towards winning, he listened to Phil. He followed Phil. He did what Phil said because it resonated with him. He didn't care that he wasn't a great player. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? He had what he needed 
Phil had what Michael needed in order to become a champion. That's all he was concerned about at that point. So I use that analogy for the relationship coach. If the person or couple who's seeking the help, what the coach is saying to them, what they're, if it resonates with those people, then that's what's important. That's, that's the short answer. Wow. Wow. That was powerful. I like, I like how you gave us that, that uh, analogy, that setup. Um, and it's interesting. I, for one, learned something new today. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, and please, nobody come for me. I didn't know Phil Jackson um, was like a bad player or I really didn't know anything about him. I just, just knew he was a coach and all the fantastic things he, he had done through coaching. So he wasn't a great player. He was he was he was on a great team. Yeah, he was on a great team. He played for the Knicks, right? But he wasn't a great player. He was like, he was just like a, a regular guy, you know. And Michael Jordan knew that. Michael Jordan knew he wasn't a great player. You know, that he was just a regular guy in the league, you know, but his coaching acumen is what made Michael Jordan listen to him and follow him. Because what he was saying to him on a co on a coaching level resonated with him, and he knew he could win with that formula. So it's the same thing with relationship coaching. If it is if if it resonates with the couple or the single who's seeking the help, and they see it as a winning formula, then that's that's what's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is, hmm, I'm going to keep that that kind of with me in my mind. I feel like that can be applied to, to so many things. And um, very well said. Very, very well said. All right. Well, moving right along. Do you think that marriage is for everyone? This is just like an opinion thing. Okay, we're going to talk about this Sunday on the app. <laughs> yes, we, we have a room Sunday uh, called Is Marriage Not a Goal in Relationships These Days? We're going to talk about this Sunday. However, it should be. It should be a goal. And I'm going to give you the, my reasoning why. When you look at the three major religions, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, all of them encourage and tell the people to get married. What is that, what is that saying? Why, why is that important to God that we get married? Because marriage is not just a physical thing, it's spiritual has a level of spirituality to it. Why do you think that people do it in a church or in a synagogue or in a mosque or they get a justice of the peace who will make religious statements at the ceremony? Why? It's a spiritual thing. It's not just physical. So of course it's important. However, it, is, it has been reduced nowadays to a financial thing a business arrangement, you know, and this, I don't, I don't know where this came from. I, I don't know. And I don't want to know the origin of it. I really don't, but that is not the case. Now understand something. Some people 
do make business arrangements in their marriage, like the Clintons, like Bill and Hillary, they made a business arrangement. That's what their marriage was. It was, it was a business arrangement. That's what it was. So I get that, but I don't promote that. You know what I'm saying? I get it, but I don't promote it. You ever seen that movie Hitch? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So uh, the guy comes to uh, uh, Hitch in, in the restaurant. He wants to get with the girl. Now, Hitch is thinking that he wants to be with the girl in a serious, substantial relationship long term. But the guy comes in and he's like, look, you know, I just want to sleep with her. You know, so I just want to have sex with her. So then Hitch tells the guy, he said, look, you know, I think somebody gave you some bad information, you know, because that's not what I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's not what I do. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying that to let people understand that I am not one who talks badly about marriage. Marriage is a because it is not just about money. It is not just about the physical. It has a spiritual element to it that has been lost by many of us. Many of us have lost the fact that being married makes our connection to God greater. It does. Matter of fact, there's a tradition that says uh, marriage is half of the religion. It's half of it. The other half is just doing whatever, praying, studying, and, you know, being a good, you know, having good character. But half of the religion is getting married. So I, I, I just, I don't understand where this came from. You know what I'm saying? Where people are looking at marriage in that way. But we're going we're gonna to deal with it with some length on, on Sunday. Uh, so if you want to stop by for that, uh, I would uh, love to have you. That sounds amazing, amazing. And uh, we actually connected because I like to, I guess, let people know where, where I find these amazing guests. So actually on Clubhouse, which... I recently joined, I want to say about August, so it's not really recent anymore, I guess, uh, that it's October, but uh, it was finally open to the Android users, so I hopped on, found some great people, um, Lewis Morris is one of them, and boom, here we are, and you have some great rooms with some great people, some great conversations going on. So I definitely encourage people to check you out on Clubhouse if you are on Clubhouse. Um, when I post this episode, I'll put you know the link to your website, social media, and all that good stuff so people can connect with you, follow you, um, use your services, things like that. But like, yes, yes, definitely good to know. And you said something that's so key. You know, so many people have gotten lost in, you know, the, the idea of a wedding, a big show, a big dress, or, you know, me and my boys looking fresh in the pictures and the this and the that. Um, and they're not necessarily thinking about the marriage. Like I know people who are married who did not go to premarital counseling. Um, it was just not even a thing. They just, hey, went and did it. Um, I know people who 
just don't have marriage as a goal at all. In fact, you know, it's something that they don't ever think that they want to do, or they say, oh, well, maybe when I'm done living my life and I'm like at a certain age and I know that I am, you know, I have slowed down, <laughs> then I'll do it. Um, because the chances of me, I guess, whether it's being faithful or I guess being in a place where they can just be happy with one person, um, you know, that's probably greater towards, I guess, the later years. So there are so many different things that I think the media has portrayed, um, things that we just see, I guess, out here, even in the streets, um, things that are, it's just so much. It's just so much to where when I see certain things on television, you know, I'm like, I can't watch this or certain YouTube shows, I ain't gonna out anyone, but, um, People will kind of be like, oh my gosh, did you see this? Uh, this video, this this married couple wilding out. There's shows like Married at First Sight. There's Family or Fiance, where it's like this battle. And it's just like, at the end, the couple has to decide, are they going to get married because their families hate each other and the monster-in-law. And it's just so many things that have kind of polluted, um, I guess, the idea of marriage. So... I'm glad that you said that. The people are lost. What are we gonna do with these lost sheep? <laughs> no, it's just a uh, it's just a matter of people thinking that they're thinking about the marriage ending before they get married. In a lot of cases, that's what it is. People are thinking about the marriage ending before they get married. So they say, "I'm not gonna get married." Because then they start thinking about money, you know, and uh, having to pay alimony or, you know, and, and, and child support and all of these. They start thinking about things outside of the marriage before they get married. But if you, if you were the marriage, if you two people, if you, if the two people have uh, love for one another and they have chemistry and they have things in common, and they have goals and ambitions that are similar, not the same, but similar, okay, then you can work together because relationships, marriages, just, you know, it's not like, it's like anything else. You have to like work at it. So if one person or both people stop working, then the marriage is going to stop working. But a lot of people start thinking about the end of the marriage before they get married. So then they say, well, I'm not going to get married. <laughs> because that's, that's what they're, they're not thinking about staying together. That's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking about, oh, if I get married, I'm going to eventually get divorced. That, that's a bad thought. You shouldn't even be going into a relationship, let alone a marriage like that, with that thought. You should have good intentions, you know, but a lot of people don't, they don't have that. They don't have good intentions when they, when they start thinking about marriage, they start thinking about divorce while they're thinking about marriage. Mm. That's a, it's a problem. It's a, it's a big issue, but uh, yeah, I don't want to go too far on that. Cause you know, I can, you know, it's a peeve. <laughs> I have a, I have a problem with that. You mm. know, I have a real problem with it. So uh, I don't want to go too far into no tangent about that. Cause I could go. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute about that. 
Okay, understood. Uh, just one last question kind of related to that. Um, cause I don't want to assume that I know the answer to this and I guess you can give me maybe your abbreviated answer. Um, so are you not a fan of prenuptial agreements? No. Okay. Okay. Well, why, why would, okay. Well, why would you need that? Okay. Let's, let's look at it like this. And this is, this is, I'm looking at it from a relationship coach insight. So don't, don't say, don't look at it like I'm making a blanket statement that everybody has to conform to this. It's not what I'm saying. I'm looking at it from a relationship coach perspective. If two people decide, and again, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to the, the spiritual aspect of marriage, Right based on the three major religions. There are rules. There are rules. And there are rules also for marital discord, the way that they should be handled, right? So if you follow those rules and you still find that you two can't be together, right? There is a... There's a verse that says that he, meaning God, has created uh, for you mates so that you might find tranquility with one another. And he's placed between you uh, love, affection, and mercy. So if you have this, these things with this person, even if the marriage has to end, right? Why can't you still practice mercy with the other person that you once loved? Even if you don't love them anymore, right? You did love them. Why can't you still be merciful with this person? What, where's the harm in that? How is that going to diminish you? It's not. So, when it comes to the money issue, the property issue, if both people have that in their heart for the other person, that can be negotiated. When the marriage ends, it can. They can sit down and have a civil conversation, agree that they're not, and say, look, this is what we're going to do as far as the money is concerned. And many people have done it. It's not like it's foreign. Many people have done that, you know, where they split and it was amicable. They didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't hire lawyers and, and all this stuff. They didn't do any of that. They just had lawyers, you know, finalize the divorce. But as far as the money and the property, they didn't, they didn't get, let the lawyers get involved in that. It was like, no, you stay away from that. that we're going to handle that. So people have done it. And they've done it because they still had mercy for the person that they were married to. So I get it, you know what I'm saying, but I just, I just, I'm not a proponent of it. it. These things can be worked out if the people remain civil. You don't have to love the person anymore. Maybe you, you know, you, maybe there was some infidelity. Maybe something happened that was very displeasing and distasteful, but it doesn't mean that you have to become uh, animalistic or, uh, 
vengeful, where you have to seek revenge. It doesn't have to come to that. It doesn't. But many people let it let it come to that because they're just angry and they can't they don't want to let that anger go. And mm. it, it's it's a it's it's a bad thing. You know, it's just a bad thing. Now, I'm not so, people who do it. That's fine. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm just saying that I'm not. Uh, I'm not a proponent of premarital agreements because again you know you're thinking about the marriage ending before you even get married Mm -hmm. understood and what you said was just so beautiful you know that's the way like you said have mercy for for the situation you know have love in your heart you don't have to be in love with them but i mean to care um to be civil you know these are all just just wonderful things that everyone should have and you know, I, I hear I hear the violins and I'm like, that is beautiful. But then I know those people who are not civil, who who are savage, <laughs> who don't want a person to have not one red cent. They're like, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> you not getting nothing off of me. Okay, well, how did it get to that point? That's that's the question. How and why did it get to that point? To where the people became nasty with one another. How did it get there? So this is this is that's what I'm saying. This is part this is part of my job, right? So there are ways where you can where you can actually pull that back before you decide to get divorced now you might you might still decide to get divorced but there are ways where you can you can get rid of that anger before you decide to get divorced Mm -hmm. so that way the divorce is more amicable it's more peaceful it's not about vengeance it's not about harshness it's not it, it doesn't go into that area but there are reasons because people, we're, we're emotional creatures and sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us. And anger is a very strong emotion. And sometimes we just, we just let it overtake us to where we want to hurt the other person now. But that could be, that could be rectified before you get a divorce. It could, it could be worked out. You know, you just have to, I'm not, you know, I ain't, gonna get, <laughs> I ain't gonna get too much into it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying, you yeah. know, there are ways that these things can be uh, rectified before you, before you take it to that level. Well, I am so glad that people like you exist. Like you said, the rescuer. Rescue <laughs> <laughs> the people. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. All right. We're going to move right along. Move right along to, to happy topics or I guess, you know, more smoother topics. So, um, and I want to say that you already said this, but I just want to just, I guess, ask officially, are you married? No, but uh, Kelly, that's my, that's my boo. Did you see the podcast? I actually have your um, your website up right now, um, and so I have clicked all across it. Uh, you see it? 
You see yes. it? You see it on there? Yeah, that's all right there. Yes, yes. It's uh, beautiful. beautiful. Absolutely yes. beautiful. Yes. Um, so <laughs> leads to my question. <laughs> so that leads to my question of, I guess, how did you know that, you know, Kelly was was a special person, like the one to go for? How did you know? I do a talk. I like listening to a talk. That's how I know. Hmm. Well, my listeners like to listen to me talk. <laughs> no, what I what I mean by that, what I mean by that, I'm I'm saying that combined with all of the other things, mm-hmm. I like listening to her talk. You see, you see how she, she's attractive, she's smart, she's funny, she's sexy, you know, she has goals and ambition. Uh she's spiritual. And I like listening to her talk. So it's a combination of things. It's not just that one thing, but that was uh, that that became more of the clincher for me mm-hmm. because I just I just I just enjoy listening to her talk because she's always giving me these nuggets, these uh, these things that I can go with in order to become better myself now of course she you know she does her she does her share of you know woman stuff (laughs) you know she does you know she she gets a little bossy and stuff like that which I don't mind you know what I'm saying I even told her that at the beginning of the relationship you know because I noticed right away that she's really she's really bossy you know I said but I don't mind that because I don't want to be with a woman that I can push around anyway that's not that's not a goal of mine you know, what, what benefit is that going to be for me? You know, if I can just tell a woman what to do and she just does that. No, you know, I want, I want to be with a woman who's going to push back, you know, because that helps me see the other, it gives me different points of view, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Not because mine is not going to always be correct, you know? So, but she gets like that sometimes, you know, she always wants me to wear certain clothes, you know, and, you know, uh, plaid and you know all this stuff you know and I don't like plaid <laughs> you know what I'm saying but she you know she wants me to wear plaid and you know uh button down hats and you know and I'm just I'm not a fan of any of that stuff you know what I'm saying but she likes those things and she wants me to wear those things so she gets into that but generally you know when she's talking I enjoy her conversation I enjoy listening to her talk combined with all of the other stuff. And, you know, the more I got to know her, the more the other stuff, you know, and the more the other stuff just became more clear that she is the woman that I want to be with, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because she she brings so much to the table, you know? And uh, yeah, she's fabulous. That's know? beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love that. I've never heard somebody say that um you know I like to listen to them talk so that's why um I was kind of prying a little bit but that is absolutely beautiful shout out to Kelly and and you mentioned the podcast so go ahead and um plug your podcast since we're on the subject where can the heart matters yeah I started in 2016 you know because I wanted to be uh I wanted to interview people 
you know, I wanted to, you know, I used to practice when I was a kid interviewing people because I always wanted to do that. So I started the podcast. I started on Anchor, you know, and I was interviewing people on my phone, you know, then I switched, <laughs> went over here, went to Lipson and, you know, started interviewing people and, and we, you know, we talk about relationship stuff all the time and, you know, we get, you know, get fabulous guests on and, you know, we talk to them and, it, you know, it's just, yeah, you can get it on all of the, yeah, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, you know, yeah, the heart matters. You know, I thought it was a good title too, because uh, it does, you know, that's what, the, that's what we deal with, you know, not just on the podcast, but in our business. We deal with people's hearts, you know, as a relationship coach, that's what you're dealing with, you know, so I thought it was an appropriate title, and that was before the coaching, you know, the podcast game before the coaching, but it all just lined up, you know, that's what he does, he just lines everything up uh, for, um, for everyone, you know, in his creation, so yeah, yeah I want to mention before we go, we have an, uh, I don't know when is, this is going to come out, but I do want to mention the manhood workshop that we're going to have. All yeah. right. Yeah, we're going to have the Manhood Workshop starting on the 16th of this month of October. It's going to end before four Saturdays. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I get frustrated with the men. So I need to, like, you know, get together with the men and talk. And we're going to talk about manhood in a more detailed way. And, uh, yeah, so anybody who wants to sign up for that, just DM me on Instagram. Lewis underscore Mars underscore coaching, or you can send it to my uh, email address. That's on the uh, website as well. You can get that on the website, lewismarscoaching.com. I mean, Lewis at lewismarscoaching.com. You can send me your first name and your email address, and I'll add you to the Zoom link for that. It's just for men, though, not for women. You know, so if you know any uh, men who want to be a part of it, uh, Winifred, you know, mm -hmm. have them send me information because we're going to yeah. get yeah, I'm going to put the whole curriculum together next week mm -hmm. and Saturday we'll be ready to go. That sounds great. Um, that sounds really great. That, okay, hopefully I can put this out a little earlier. Um, so, you know, maybe some some additional people can, can attend because that sounds great. I was listening to, I don't know if it was some some show I was listening to while I was cooking and they were talking about you know well women are the one out women are the ones out here filing for the divorces and this and that and so the male that was hosting the show was asking well we need to figure out like why are the women filing for a divorce like is it like what is going on like why do they want to leave these men um so it's it's interesting, and I, I think it's cool that you have a men's workshop. Um, I know a couple of people that do kind of women workshops and things like that, and I've never been to one, but I've heard that you know they're really great because um, you feel just kind of comfortable um, amongst you know people, and you can express yourself in a way, a special way, I guess, a special type of bonding, you know, you and your fellas and all that good stuff. So. That sounds great. Um, I can't believe how fast time is going by. I feel like I have so many more questions, um, but I definitely want to respect time. Um, I'm on your website and I see, I'm gonna do a little flex for you because it says uh, voted number 25 on Feedspot's top relationship podcast you must follow in 2021. So mm -hmm. congrats yeah. for that. That's, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal for us. It's a big deal. 
absolutely okay well let me see what else i can ask you before too much time goes because we still have our little game and things of that nature so you see the book you see the book on there yes so i i see the 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 blog i and i see the book so go ahead and speak to the book um because here on this podcast you know i love to get my creative writers and so talk about let's talk about the book Okay, so the book is, uh, well, I got three of them, but my favorite is uh, A Treatise on Cultivating Manhood. That's my favorite. Yeah, and and it's just that. It's not big. It's about 20-something pages. It's just a brief treatise gives gives the man some pillars and principles, you know, of manhood. So the pillars are, and we're going to deal with them in the workshop, uh, truthfulness. These are the three pillars that manhood should be built on truthfulness, courage, and passion. Mm. Everything else is built on that. Responsibility, strength, uh, cultivating your relationship with the creator. But the thing about it is, is that each of the other, each of the principles that, that apply to manhood connect to one of those three pillars. That's the, when you, if you read the book, you'll see that all of the the principles that are mentioned connect to those three pillars in some way. Because those are are the things, I'm I'm gonna give you an example. Part of a man's truthfulness is that he has a creator, that he has a God who made him and that he should have a connection with him. That's part of his truthfulness. He doesn't lie to himself and make himself believe that he created himself and, or that he's here just because of his parents. He doesn't do that. He's truthful. He knows that he has a creator, so he establishes a connection with him because he understands that he needs it. That's part of his truthfulness. So you, the book is just like that. All of the, the principles that you read is connected to one of those pillars. So uh, yeah, I encourage the people to get it. Now that that sounds a piece. Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay, well, and you said there there's three books actually. Um, yeah, yeah, I got the G. I have the G experiment. That's my only fiction book. It's a novella. Ooh. It's about a guy named Greg Anderson. He's from New York. He got into some trouble, you know, with his friends when he was young and he went to prison for 10 years. And then when he got out, you know, he met this girl named Sarah in the library and they decided to go on this experiment. I'm not going to tell you what the experiment is. You have to read the book (laughs) to know what the experiment is, but it's called the G experiment because his name is Greg. So they decide to take this journey. And let me, let me say this. The experiment is about marriage. Ah. The experiment is about marriage. I'm just giving you a tease here. <laughs> just again, yeah. The experiment is about marriage, but I'm not going to give you the details. But yeah, the G. That's my only fiction book, and then I have Ramble, which is just that. I'm just talking about a variety of subjects. I talk about politics. I put poetry in there. You know, I told. You know, I put the story about my first love in there you know, uh, it's called ghetto love, I'm, you know, and I just talk about, I'm just jumping back and forth from 
you know, different subjects, you know. So those are the three books that uh that I have on Amazon. The other three that are on the website, those are free giveaways. You can get those for free. Just download them. Wow, you heard it, everybody. Those all three of those sound amazing. And um, if you're listening right now, and because I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm usually working or maybe I'm exercising or cooking or cleaning. So for those of you who may not, I guess, I'd be at a place um, where you can write this down. Hopefully you'll remember this. But um, the website is pretty clear and easy. It's Lewis L-O-U-I-S. Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S, coaching.com, lewismorriscoaching.com. And everything um, that he has talked about, you can definitely find out there. The links to all his social media are there. But, but, we're about to play a game real quick. A, a game? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's game time. It's game I, time. Are you ready? I agree. I agree. So for this game, I wanted to kind of, you know, play on the coach theme. So the game is called Put Me In Coach. And I'm going to represent, you know, a different, I'm going to be a player, basically. And the player is representing a, a person in a relationship. So the game is the relationship game. And I'm going to be asking you, the relationship coach, whether I should be in the relationship or out of the relationship based on the question that I ask you. Okay. Now this might be hard because I know that there's so many details that factor into whether or not a person a person should stay or leave somebody. But for the sake of the game, you know, this is just fun and quick. Um, just try your best, I guess, to give me an answer <laughs> um, just based off what I say, if you can. And if you can't, then I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to play? Put me yeah. in coach. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Hey, coach. Um, My boyfriend cheated on me for the first time. Should I be in the game or out the game? Okay. All right. Now I'm going to give you my personal opinion, which I don't, you know, you don't have to take it. For me, that is, uh, that's an irreconcilable difference. And I'm going to tell you why. All right, all right. I could never, I could never fully trust the person again. I can never fully trust the person again. If, and I'm going to give you an example. If the person uh, starts to be late for appointments that we have together, I'm going to immediately start thinking, well, maybe she, maybe she's seeing somebody else again. For me, that's a bad thought because I like tranquility in a relationship. I like peace. You know, I like peace in my life generally, but in a relationship specifically. So for me, no. But if you want to work it out with the individual, if you feel that trust him again, you've talked to him and he's assured you that he will never do it again and you're comfortable with what was said internally because that's that it has to be an, an internal thing your heart has to be satisfied with it understand don't downplay the the feeling of the heart 
if you feel in your heart that he's being truthful, that he's being honest, that he feels remorse, that he's repentant, and he's not going to do that anymore, and you want to stay with him, then you should stay with him. However, if you don't feel that, and I use the word feeling because it, it, it's a lot of times, a lot of times it's just that it's a feeling. If you feel that he wasn't authentic in saying that he wasn't going to do that anymore, then maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship anymore because that's that becomes problematic for a couple of reasons. One, he could bring something to you that he got from somebody else that could be a danger to you. Mm-hmm. Just that alone might be enough. But what I'm saying is, is that you, you have to go with your intuition in this particular case and make the decision that you feel is best for you. Now, I, I can, I'll help you with it. <laughs> you know, I, I can help you. You know what I'm saying? But I can't, I can't make the decision for you. You understand? That's not, that's not, that's not a coach's job. The coach's job is to lead the person to the decision that they feel is, is best for them. That's, that's a coach's job. Very interesting. I, I have this little voice, this little voice in the back of my head. It's like, well, what about forgiveness? Like, so you could never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> take that person back. I could, I could forgive the person. I, I forgave the woman who, who cheated on me uh, in 2018, whenever the hell that was. I don't even remember when it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgave her, but I mentioned that to her at the beginning of the relationship because this is this is part of what I do as a not just as a relationship coach, but as a man. I have I have clear boundaries that I have defined for myself. They're things that I'm not going to tolerate. And everyone should have that, by the way. That's not true. Everyone should have that. The man should have that. The woman should have that. There should be clear relationship requirements. There should be clear boundaries in a relationship, things that you will not tolerate from the other person. Things that you must have from the other person. There should be that. If a person doesn't have those things, you need to get those things. One of those for me is you can never cheat on me. You can't do that. If you do that, then we're not going to be together anymore. Now, it doesn't matter because I love the woman, you know, but when she did that, I had to stick to my boundary and I had to do what Usher said. You know, I just had to let it burn. <laughs> you know, got to let it burn. Sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to do that. When people violate the boundaries that you've set for yourself, you cannot let love get in the way of that. Because if you do, then they will start to think instinctively that you're a doormat, that they can, they can push the envelope now with you. No, that's not the case. You can't do that with me. Wow. So, uh, and I, I'm going to get back to the game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, my listeners probably are like, okay, ask these questions, Winifred. I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so do you have the same standards 
So basically you say, all right, she cannot cheat on me ever. So does that also go for you as well? Or does yeah. she, or does she have to say that is her? I, I'm, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to do that. Okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a brief synopsis of why this is the case for me. I found out that my father was cheating on my mother when I was 12. But it's not the fact that I found out, it's the way that I found out. My mother asked me to walk her somewhere. We went to this building, just the short version. We went to the, if you want to read it, I think I put it in the book Ramble. I think it's in there. I'm not sure, I think it is though. But we walked up to this building, we knocked on this door of this woman that I knew in the neighborhood and my father answered the door. This is where this is where he was staying those nights where he wasn't home. He was staying with this woman instead of being instead of being home with my mother. That's how I found out that my father was cheating. Now, because I saw the reaction that my mother had and it 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 really it devastated her because I was there, I was present and I saw it. Seeing is better than being told. I made a vow to myself, I was 12 years old, that I would never cheat on a woman, and I never have. I never cheated on a woman. I told my girlfriend when I was 13, I said, listen, don't worry about it, I'm never gonna cheat on you. I said, but if you cheat on me, we're done. That has always been my position. I don't do that, and you cannot do that to me. Wow. Wow, that that is that is heavy. I need to get some sound effects around here. Some, <laughs> some round of applause. Some I'm, just I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying. And my niece said that the reason you took that position at such a young age is because you saw how it affected your mother. Nobody told you. You didn't hear it around the neighborhood. You were there and you saw how it affected your mother. And I adored my mother. You know what I'm saying? So when I saw that, that's why I took that position, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's my reason. Wow, sir. All right. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, all right. So just a couple more and then we're going to wrap this up. All right. So coach, I have the opportunity of a lifetime and my significant other is not happy and tells me that I need to choose what should I do? Should I stay in the game or should I be about? Okay, what is the opportunity? Uh, I didn't think that far into the game. All right, let's just say I have an opportunity to be a actress in a big Hollywood picture and I need to go to California, but his job is in New York and he ain't moving and he's not for a long distance. Hmm. Okay. All right. What the, I would have to ask a bunch of questions. I would have to ask him questions and you. I really would. That that would be a couple session because I would have to get both sides of this in order to understand the dynamic. Why why doesn't he want you to do it? Why do, why does he he want to move? Uh. Is it possible that he could move and find uh, a job that is good enough like he has now or better in California 
I would have to I would have to talk to him as well because it's not a one-sided thing. It's a couple. You two are a pair. Um, should you break it off? Not necessarily. Like I said, it depends on what his reasoning is. You understand? You understand what I'm saying, Winifred? What What is his reasoning? Why is he taking this position? Because it can't be because it is a requirement that you stay in one place. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that can't be one of his requirements that you stay in one place. So, what is his reasoning here for not wanting you to do this? Is it because he doesn't want you to be, uh, you know, doing scenes with Idris Elba? You know, I mean, what what is going on with him? You know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would just I would need more information to like, yeah, because yeah, coaching is not uh, it's about information, getting information from the the person or the couple in order to get them to see things that they're not seeing. So it may be something he's not seeing you know what I'm saying, that could be beneficial with the move that he hasn't gotten yet. You understand? So I would have to talk to him to, to, to see if he's not seeing the benefit in doing it or allowing you to do it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a, that's not a yes or no thing. That's not a yes or no thing. It, it's, it's not. It's more right. complex. Yeah. This is my last one. And I feel like I, it's going to be another kind of can't answer. <laughs> but here we go. Um, coach, I found out that my spouse has a secret bank account. And when I confronted my spouse about it, they got really angry and they basically told me to mind my business. Should I stay in the game or should I get up out? You should have a conversation with him. <laughs> yes. Look, relationships are about negotiation. You should have, you two should have a conversation. Let, let him cool off. Give, take a little pause. Come back later. And, you know, say, look, uh, sweetie, whatever term of endearment that you use, don't call him by his name. You know, hey, uh, baby, you know, you know, I've noticed you got a little angry, you know, when I asked you the question before, but uh, I would like, you know, I need to talk to you about this. Do you think we could sit down and talk about this a little later, such such a time? You know, and then, you know, if he's a rational individual, he'll say yes. And then when you sit down, the first question that you should ask is, why do you have the secret bank account? What is the purpose of it? Because, that, because that's what you need to know. You don't need to know how much money's in it, uh, why you're not getting any of the money. You don't need to know that. Is he, is he taking care of you? Do you? Is he providing for you the way he should? Is he taking care of the kids? Is he taking care of the house? Are the bills being paid? Now, if those things aren't being taken take care of and he has a, a separate bank account, that's a whole nother conversation. But if he has a 
secret bank account and he's taking care of everything that he's supposed to take care of financially, you don't need to know all that. You just need to know why he needs a separate bank account. <laughs> so, so that's it. That's all you need to know. In this scenario, uh, which is a very vague scenario, she asked him and his response was mind your business. So that is all he's willing to give as an answer. <laughs> okay, but no, he can't. No, th this is my point. Relationships is about negotiation. If he is a rational human being, he will understand that the relationship is just that, right? It is a relationship. It's like you two are on a ship and you're sailing through life together. So that means when the waters get rocky, and this is a rocky moment, it's not really rocky, but there's some, there's some turbulence. You have to navigate that ship together. It's not, a, you're not playing tennis here. This isn't golf. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is a team thing now. So he, can, he can't, literally, he can't do that. He can't say mind your business because that is your business. That's part of your business too because you two are a team. Now, if he was playing golf, then that's none of your business because you're not a team. You know what I'm saying? But you're a team now. You're in a relationship. No, this is a question that he has to answer. You see what I'm saying? Why do you have a separate bank account that is secret? Now, it doesn't, you know, if he has a separate bank account, that's, you know, that's fine. But why do you have a secret bank account? What is the purpose of that? Mm, tell it, tell you it. See what I'm saying? Because it's a partnership. Because if there is some shadiness going on, if there's some illegal activity going on, I'm not saying this is the case, but if it is, and that comes back to bite him, which it usually does, bite you, he's not going to be the only one that gets bitten. You're going to get bit too. Mm -hmm. So it affects you. You need to know. You understand what I'm saying? This is this is not this is, a relationship's not like that. Certain things need to be shared between both people. Now look, now look. I don't want you coming in the bathroom. You know, I even told Kelly that. Don't come in the bathroom. I don't want you coming in there while I'm sitting on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things I, I want to keep to myself. Now, although, you know, you see me naked and everything like that. No problem. I just don't want you in the bathroom with me when I'm sitting on a bowl. I don't want that. Don't come in there unless you, unless it's an absolute emergency, you have to get in here. But other than that, just, you know, walking in the bathroom while I'm sitting, I'm not interested. I want to use the bathroom by myself. Mm -hmm. But other things like that, no, you have to, you have to share that with your partner. That's important. So it depends on what the bank account is for, whether or not you're going to walk away from the relationship. Because if he's doing some illegal activity and you don't know about it, that is going to be a problem for you and the family. Not, that's not just his problem. That's your problem now. Well said.
Well said, well said. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna cut the thing right there. That was fun. See, this is like a nice, good taste of you know the rooms on Clubhouse. Cause man, like if you're enjoying this podcast episode, I I strongly encourage you, um, if you are on Clubhouse. Uh, to make sure that you are um, joining into Lewis Morris rooms um, and supporting everything he has going on. Again, the website, I will have the, the link to the website, um, all the other links to the LinkedIn, to the Twitter, to the podcast, to the YouTube, to the blog, uh, to the Instagram, to the Facebook, uh, <laughs> to Pinterest, okay? We got to keep it moving. Listen, I'm trying to be the relationship less brown. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are doing the daggone thing. Uh, salute to you for, you know, helping to rescue uh, those who need these services. Thank you for your mission, for your message, for your work. Thank you for blessing this podcast today. It is Saturday while we are recording. So thank you for, you know, taking this time um, to sit and talk with me. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for just being awesome. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people will, you know, gain a lot from this episode and be inspired and, you know, look at their relationships in a new and amazing way and just check out all the great things you have going on. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from me, from my listeners. And we're going to go ahead and uh, end the podcast episode here. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it, Winfrey. I really do. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so there you have it that was such a good time thank you so much for checking out this episode of w-i-n-i-f-r-e-d the podcast and um yeah i mean check him out definitely check him out i listen to his room from time to time you know it's great conversations with great people he gives people incredible instruction and um he truly has a way with words and a presence and a gift um so yeah that is the episode for this day thank you so much for coming i appreciate you for listening um that game that i came up with was (laughs) it was hard it was so hard for him to give like a yes or no answer i totally get it because relationships are so complicated and there's just so much to go into it to just give kind of like a blanket answer but he was such a great sport and um i really appreciate his time and that's gonna be it i'll see you guys in the next episode the year is coming to an end i got a couple more interviews and then i'm i'm cutting them off i'm cutting them off because i have an actual you know exciting uh project that's coming around the corner that i will hit you to a little bit later so yes clubhouse winifred summer facebook winifred summer um I'll probably post those links on the Instagram page if anybody is interested in checking me out there. And that's going to be it. Take care. Much love to you all. Peace.